Hey girl, hey. My name is Brittany Bro, and welcome to the Diary of a Basic Bitch podcast, where we talk about, well, all things basic. From navigating life in our 30s to the best $10 wine and everything in between. So grab your pumpkin spice latte or espresso martini as we open up the pages to the Diary of a Basic Bitch. Enjoy! Hey girl, hey, and welcome back to the Diary of a Basic Bitch podcast. For those turning in for the first time, my name is Brittany Bro, and I'm a self-proclaimed basic bitch. And I first want to start off with saying thank you to every single person who has listened to the previous episodes, to everyone that has called and messaged me. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone that has liked and shared my posts on social media. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. It means the world to me that this podcast has been so well perceived. And for those turning in for the first time, thank you guys too and giving me a chance that I really hope you guys enjoy and kind of relate to like what we're talking about. So without further ado, take a sip of that coffee girl and let's dive in. So today's episode, we are talking all about the working bitch and the working woman. And for anyone that knows me personally knows that I am a working girl. And have been for most of my life. Like I've started working at 11, hustling, refing soccer games. I've had two jobs since I was 16. Like anything to make a buck, like I'm doing it. But before we like jump, jump, jump in, I, I want to say like I want to take the stigma out of the words career and job. Like I used to hate when I was working in the restaurant industry and people would ask all the time, what's your real job? And I would always like try and answer super politely like, oh, I'm in school. But in the back of my head, I'm like screaming like, bitch, this is my job. I'm not here making Monopoly money. So as long as you're making like money, money and not Monopoly money, this episode hopefully can relate to you. But right now I have a question for all of you guys at home, at work or wherever you are. I'm not here to judge. But like I said, the question Are you in a career right now that fifth grade you dressed up as on career day? So totally relevant, but irrelevant. Ten-year-old me actually dressed up on career day as a judge. Like my mom gave me like a Halloween robe and I had a meat mallet for a gavel. I was so, 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 so cute. Uh, And let's just say I am unfortunately not a judge. Sorry, Judge Judy didn't mean to disappoint, but I'm going to get super personal here for a second. The career I'm in now, I would have never thought in a million years I would be doing this five years ago. So when I was in high school, I was like dead set on becoming an attorney to become a judge and like kind of go that route. And if you're an attorney, like I'm not throwing shade, but I'm just speaking from my personal experience at like the macro level. So when I went to community college, did my thing. And when I went to state college in my senior year, when I started like looking into law schools and doing my research, I was kind of like put off by law school and taking like the LSAT. I had gone my whole undergrad career with no student debt because I worked my little buns off working three jobs. I was in like a serious relationship with my now husband and I was digging like more and more into becoming like an attorney. I was finding that it was like not aligned for me at that time. And I had to take like a test which is called like the LSATs. And I was kind of like, by the time, like I had just done my four years, I was kind of like over school. So I didn't want to like go back to school and dig myself into like more student debt. And realistically, like where I live, like the attorney market is super, super over flooded and oversaturated. So most likely I would get like a job as a public defender. And let's face it, like my name wasn't getting me anywhere. Like in the more professional people I talk to, 
like who were in the industry of, you know, criminal justice, um, law, they convinced me to become a cop. And the reason why they would say like, oh, become a cop is because once you're a cop, most departments will actually pay for you to continue your education. And this is a story that I really, really share. Like not a lot of people know this about me. So if I start tearing up, brace yourself. So my senior year of college, I decided like, okay, like I'm going to become a cop. I'm going to become a police officer. I'm like fairly in shape. I played collegiate soccer and that this was like kind of like more aligned to like what I wanted to do because like I was in the business of helping people. I kind of always am. And, um, so, and if I became a cop, I could always go back to school and get my law degree. So it was kind of like, okay, like I can do this. And I know I said this a million times, but I don't have that fancy last name and I don't have family in the quote unquote industry. So this was something I would have to accomplish by pulling myself up by the bootstraps. So soon after college, I got the cutest little job as security officer as, as a local university. And I'm forever grateful for that job because if I wasn't hired there, I would have never be where I am today. And it wasn't long, but I started like applying for other jobs. Like I wasn't at the university for long. It was like six months or whatever. But I ended up um, applying and testing for an emergency dispatching job in a small town police department. And if it wasn't for that university, I would have never gotten that job dispatching. So I was a dispatcher for a while and like, yes, I thought this was kind of like my stepping block into becoming a police officer because I was already working for the police department and I kind of was working there for a little bit and then I took the leap of faith and applied to become an officer. And if you have ever gone through the process, it's a series of different phases you have to go to. So like first I passed the physical fitness test, then I passed the written test. Then I passed two interviews, and then I passed a psych test. It's like an eight-month process. It's like some serious shit. So here I am. I'm like all set. Like, all right, Brittany, like you've passed these like the realms of hell to like get here. And the last thing I needed to do was accomplish the academy. And let's just make a long story short. I went to the academy and lasted four days and then quit. And I was like, okay, like I quit the academy, like this police officer thing, like it's just not in the cards for me right now. I'll just go back dispatching. It's what I'm comfortable. But then I go and do my sit down with the chief and he's like, I'm sorry, Brittany, but your position has filled. Like we don't have a spot for you. I'm sorry. And it was right then and there I had my first experience at failure. Like not only was my hopes and dreams flushed down the toilet, but I was unemployed with the mortgage bills and planning a wedding. But then, you know, and I know not everybody is as fortunate as me, but like I said, I'm a hustler, I'm a grinder. And like, I just like was like, oh my God, and just started applying everyone everywhere, calling, calling everybody I knew and have networked with. And the clouds opened and aligned and I was able to land another job within two weeks. So what I'm telling you, I'm a cutthroat hustler. I'm not lying, which was a breath of fresh air. And I loved, loved, loved the job and the people I worked with. And for the first time in a long time, I felt like valued as an employee. I loved my bosses. I loved my coworkers. It was like a really nice, cushy job. Um, and I know this sounds like super cliche, but I wasn't satisfied. Insert Hamilton song. And I felt like I wasn't being challenged and I wasn't earning my hard-earned college degree. 
So I would kind of here and there go on like Indeed and like the job searches and search for jobs that I like was vaguely qualified for and just kind of put my application out there. And I saw this job and saw the credentials and I was like, I think I'm, I'm like qualified for this, maybe not. But needless to say, I applied and just went for it. And in the back of my head, like I said, this isn't a political podcast, but if Trump and Biden can be president, you can apply for any job you want, whether you're qualified or not. And to my surprise, I was called for an interview. I spent two weeks prepping for this interview, researching the company, and I landed the job. Um, And if you told me five years ago that I would be doing what I did now, I would laugh in your face. I would literally laugh in your face. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, like, this is just, like, I'm in a better, like, everything's better about this new job. Like, I I feel like I'm in a career now that, you know, some days I'm walking up and down the hallways cursing and swearing, but I do really overall like my job. And it's significantly more money than my previous jobs. And I'm able to put my, my degree to use, which is really what I always wanted. And I, I just love my job. I'm, I love that I'm, like, able to help people. I come home with the warm and fuzzies. Um, so, yeah, I've had a lot of career changes in my short 30 years and more so in the last five. Like, in the last five years, I've literally had, like, five different jobs. And this is kind of, like, a nice transition into, like, my next kind of tidbit of this, this episode Because all while switching jobs, I had my mom in the background like, oh my God, Brittany, you can't be switching jobs. It's not good to have this on your resume. And I tried like explaining to like her, it's like, mom, it's not like I got fired and I have like huge gaps in my resume. Like I'm, I'm career building. I'm trying to climb that ladder. And I feel like our parents and our generation kind of have a different outlook on how we view careers, jobs. Like for instance, like my mom was at the same company for 25 years. And it's really like hard to explain. And I kind of like did some more research on this. And Forbes actually did an article where 40% of baby boomers stayed with their employer for more than 20 years. And now studies are now showing that you shouldn't have, if you want to build the corporate ladder, you shouldn't stay in the same job for more than seven and reverting back to the study, it's because employers used to, um, em- employees, oh my goodness, I'm getting my, my words all tied here. No, I'm not cutting. We're just going right into it. So the study found it, like most people stayed at their company because employers used to give their employees stock in the company or they had a pension. So if that employee left, those perks would go away. And as time passed, more employees switched from a pension to a 401k. So, and you can carry your 401k over from job to job. And reverting back to my poor mom, who was with her company for 25 years, she got laid off in COVID. And guess what? Her employer didn't help her get another job. And I really do get like my hustling from my mom and she figured it out. But it like turned out my mom had more loyalty to her employer then her employer had to her. And I know for a fact that like, God forbid my job was to like shut down tomorrow. My employer would give two craps about me. So at the end of the day, like you need to worry about yourself and what's best for you and your family. 
And I just know that this has kind of been like, I'm not the only one that has gone through these conversations with our parents. And if it was up to my mom, I would still be working at my high school job as like a cute little dietary aide at the nursing home. Because I remember when I left that job, she's like, oh no, Brittany, don't leave that job. You have it made. They work around your schedule. But I would have never been able to network myself and I would never be where I am today if I didn't take those leaps of faith and job change. And every job I got, it was always like a little step up in that ladder, uh, making a little more money, a little more benefit. And the moral of this, like this episode isn't to like promote quitting your job, but it's don't let a little setback or a little bit of failure deter you from what you want to do and where you want to be. And I feel like I could go on and on and ramble on and on all about careers and my personal stories. And I promise this isn't like the only episode on careers. I have so, so, so much I kind of like want to dive into. Um, But I will leave it here for today. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it. So if you guys can all do me a huge favor and jump on over to my Instagram, The Diary of a Basic Bitch. Let me know what you think about today's episode and what you'd like to hear in future episodes. And I think it would be like really super cool if you guys can all comment with like a little coffee emoji, just because I think it'd be so cute to like see all like coffee emojis in the comment section. So if you guys could do that, that would be really great. But guys, until next time, cheers. Cheers.